Hello, and thank you for joining us on the Stay Healthy Knoxville podcast, brought to you by Simply Physio, aimed at helping you live an enjoyable, fit, and healthy life in and around our community of Knoxville, Tennessee. And now, here is your host, Dr. John Mark Chesney. I'm honored and super excited to have on the show today, Chris Evans with Blue Ridge Yoga. Chris is an energetic person with a great passion for life and and a desire to make a difference. Uh, Listen to this, guys. She spent her 20s traveling in the US, Canada, Thailand, and Spain, and completed a trans-American Canadian bicycle tour. That's a dream of mine um, to do. Um, she's done it and uh, she worked as a guide in the wilderness therapy, um, sharing her love of life, nature, and yoga with at-risk youth. And I can't wait to share with you her journey, her story on the show today. These experiences have made her appreciate the abundance of the human experience and given her a great passion for empowering others to find and travel their path to healthier and freer lives. Uh, Chris Evans, uh, she is a certified vinyasa flow yoga instructor, also a licensed massage therapist, and the community director at Blue Ridge Yoga. She has a passion for helping people feel well and joyful in their body. Chris has been trained in Swedish massage, myofascial integration, structural technique, neuromuscular therapy, and active isolated stretching. Uh, Chris was uh, first introduced to yoga through a study of yoga philosophy which led her led to her uh, curiosity in the physical practice of yoga. Uh, the transformation she has discovered throughout her yoga journey inspired her to share what she has um, learned. She brings to her practice over 10 years of experience in various styles, having studied and practiced with many different teachers around the world. I'm honored uh, to have her on the show to share with our community her story, her expertise, and the journey that she has been on towards rejuvenated health and active living. Welcome to the show, Chris. Thank you. I'm so honored to be here. Thanks for having me. I know just uh, reading through um, just a snippet of um, your history, your journey, we'd love to uh, for you to share with our listeners just how you got interested into health, into fitness, into uh, yoga and massage and just how that transpired over over your life to where you are today. Oh, that's a long story. <laughs> I'll try to keep it short. <laughs> so uh, as a child, I um, wasn't a very healthy child. I uh, had asthma. I was allergic to everything under the sun, in and out of the hospital, every changing of the season. And um, I still had all of this energy and loved life and uh, my body wouldn't cooperate. So over the years, I actually learned a little bit about meditation from my mother, the anxiety that would come from, you know, just having the difficulty and breathing and eating a healthy diet, doing the exercise I could because it really helped me to be stronger. And one day out of the blue, I uh, discovered yoga, um, actually through, like like you mentioned, philosophy, um, a book that I could hardly understand. (laughs) The language was over my head at the time. There were a few pieces of this book, of the philosophy that I was getting that really interested me and uh, resonated with me. So a few years later, I ended up in a job where I was able to try yoga. And it was amazing. At first, actually, it was a little scary. But um, What do you mean by try, try yoga? I actually got to do a physical 
practice, okay. uh, the asana, as we'd call it. Um, got on the mat in a room with a group of people. It actually made me feel nervous because I was getting a lot of sensation in my body. And uh, like, I guess a little bit of nausea even uh, from breathing really deeply. Breathing is a very important part of yoga. Breathing is something that I had some anxiety about obviously due to the asthma. And I talked to the teacher afterwards and he told me a little bit about what I might be experiencing, but I, I kept going because I felt so present, so calm. Every little sound, the crunching of the leaves under my feet when I walked into my house that day, the sound of this little water droplet dripping out of the faucet into my sink, everything was so clear. And I felt light I didn't feel the anxiety that I felt from some physical activity. It didn't, it wasn't so vigorous that it made me lose my breath that I was, you know, I kept going and I fell in love with it. It brought this new confidence to me and that I was, that I was capable, that I was able to be strong and it was incredible. And I just kept going with it. And I thought one day I might teach this because it's really changing my life, you know? And at the time it was really purely physical the change. But uh, yeah, that's kind of how I got into the wellness world. And that was pretty early on. I would think I was about 22 when I started practicing yoga. Okay. Um, and you said that was in a, a job you were doing that was associated with yoga or? Yeah, I um, was working at a wellness center here in Knoxville at the time. Um, it's long since closed. It's called Well by Nature. Um, and it was beautiful community of people, uh, yogis, uh, massage therapists, um, acupuncturists, things like this. And they inspired me for big time. I'm sitting here amongst all these people that have lived all these little lives and uh, we're helping people. We're really helping people in a way that I hadn't seen in medicine throughout my experience in and out of hospitals, all the medications, all the, I don't know, kind of dead ends, uh, but they were offer offering alternatives. And that was uh, really exciting and inspiring to me kind of led me in this direction. So Chris, I understand you were introduced to yoga and a participant um, in yoga class. And what transpired as far as uh, bridging the gap from being a participant into like, I think I want to start teaching and helping others experience, you know, this same type of environment that you're, that you've described that you experienced for yourself. As you mentioned, I uh, spent a lot of my twenties traveling and the practice, my yoga practice sort of led to that. It started um, giving me an opportunity to go a little deeper, connecting with myself, thinking about, you know, who I really am, essentially, and what I really wanted out of this life, what really mattered. Um, so I started traveling and um, just sort of seeking out some adventure and the things that I'd always dreamt of doing but didn't really have the confidence to do. And I do attribute a lot of that to my yoga practice because I began to love myself in a way that allowed me to not feel like I had to just live up to everybody else's standards, right, and do what everyone else asked of me. I was like, well, I'm going to spread my wings a little bit, <laughs> right? So I get out. I start seeing the world. I start meeting these people um, from all different backgrounds and cultures and that lived in a really different way than I did and um, also saw a lot of suffering and met a lot of people that were really lonely in life and even saw some of that in my own family and close friendships, people that were really struggling 
And I really wanted to help. Uh, I really wanted to make sure that I didn't ever leave anyone behind, that no one felt that loneliness. Uh, maybe they one day too could believe in themselves and love themselves enough to stand up and say, hey, this is what I want to do. This is my life. This is going to you know, be fulfilling for me at the end of the day. And um, I tried a few different avenues, actually. Um, I worked with the at-risk youth. That was beautiful. Um, and at that time, I, it was also really challenging. And I, I went to uh, train to be a yoga teacher not really thinking I would teach because I got flu-like symptoms anytime I would get in front of a group of people. Mm -hmm. It was really nerve-wracking for me. But I wanted to uh, deepen my own practice and understand it more. I had been practicing mostly on my own. Um, I, I would study under teachers when they would come about and I had the money to get into a class or something like that. And um, sometimes I would work trade at different studios and take classes this way. Uh, meditations and things uh, with different people that were just, you know, open up to me along the way. But I wanted to know more about the practice of yoga. It was a wonderful experience, but it did actually take me another year or two before I started teaching. I, I did teach some with my kids in the wilderness therapy, and they loved it. They loved it. I thought, this is awesome. And then I went on to teach at a, at a preschool. Um, and my uh, my kids loved it. My little ones, For like three and four years old. Yeah, mm -hmm. they would sit there. We had to approach it a little differently. Teach them to breathe. Teach them to calm their body down. Mm -hmm. It was so cute. I think that yeah, I think that's, <laughs> that's great. I have um, my now seven-year-old daughter. Um, when she was I mean, probably four or five, we found the Cosmic Kids. I'm not sure if it's a that's you can find. I think on Amazon, but awesome. it's a yoga for kids. Um, but that's something that. Um, that I know has been helpful for her, like even just to calm herself down, even at a young age. But that's cool to hear how you were teaching the young tykes. Yeah, I think it's great. Mm -hmm. It's so much fun. It's uh, it, it, you know the breathing part's great, but for them, they're like, "Ooh, look at this trick! Look at what I could do!" Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's awesome. Um. So um. So yeah. So you were uh, went to teaching um, there at the preschool. Mm -hmm. I was using it really in every aspect of my life and then I walked into Blue Ridge um, I had just moved back to Knoxville um, this was I, I think in November of uh, 15 2015 yeah and there they were a new studio I hadn't heard of it I thought well this is close I'm gonna go in there and take a class I want to just get in the classroom be around some good people and I was in love with this place from the start um, I actually took a class with Jessica Mishu. She's the founder of Blue Ridge. And I felt amazing walking out of there, so relaxed. And I really needed that because I, you know, the stress of moving and the stress of uh, a new job and just a few other, you know, personal things that were going on at the time. And, um, and I immediately felt welcomed and cared for. And so I kind of, I kept going. And I had started teaching at a church uh, a couple of times a week and was, uh, I, like I said, teaching at the preschool. And then after taking classes at Blue Ridge, one day Jessica approached me. And she, uh, she knew that I had certified to teach and asked if I wanted to sub. And I was like, okay, I'll sub. Uh, so I subbed, subbed a few classes and apparently people liked me. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and she she thought I was uh, had something. So she asked if I wanted a, a class on the schedule. So that's you know approaching four years ago now. Yeah, I've I've been in a few of your classes and can um, also vet um, your skills as a teacher and have enjoyed your classes too. So thank you. Do a great job. So so you got introduced. So you mentioned um, as far as um, coming back to Knoxville and then you stepped in the doors at Blue Ridge. And um, there was, you know, something that specifically drew you, you know, to Blue Ridge. Can you speak like more to that? Like um, you, you mentioned, I guess, as far as um, that you felt welcome. Yeah, it was amazing because I've been into a lot of studios um, around the country, mostly around the U.S. And sometimes there's a little bit of a feeling where it's like, yeah, you know, nobody knows who you are. You're a stranger in this place. And, um, you know, there's just not always a very welcoming attitude. Mm-hmm. And you would you would think that there would be. Yoga is all about, you know, connection and, um, and unity. But anyway, um, I walked in and I, I honestly was like, I don't care. I'm just going to get my mat out and I'm going to have a nice peaceful yoga class. And um, I was really surprised at what I found. People coming together. And talking and asking about how their day was. And it wasn't just the people that they knew. They were also reaching out to me, specifically um, the girls behind the desk. You know, they wanted to know about me. They wanted to know who I was and how I was doing. And um, and that meant a lot. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I've seen time and time again in there. And now I get to be a part of it. And I love it. You know, the community piece is really, really important to all of us. And that um, is your role with, with um, Blue Ridge. What uh, I think your title is community, um, community director. Community manager, Community they call me. Manager. <laughs> so, um, so that's kind of interesting, like, um, you know, for um, any type of fitness studio to have a community director. Um, why is that such an important piece of you know, Blue Ridge Yoga and what you do? Well, I I have to say, first and foremost, that it is a group effort, not just between myself and the others that work there, but all of our students, everyone that comes into the door adds to that. But it's really important. Um, Jessica and I both have talked about this a lot over the years of knowing each other, but we both have traveled quite a bit and um, seen, you know, the way that different cultures work and the way people live. And one of the things that you see often in the U.S. is that there's a lot of um, separateness in the way that we live, Um, a focus on individuality, which is great, but also this competitive um, aspect in life and um, maybe more of a focus sometimes on the material aspects of life. And and I get that. We all get that. We're all a part of that. I'm a part of that. But... um, The community is what we're missing. A lot of people are dealing with stress and anxiety and depression. And um, believe it or not, a lot of the people that I've talked to in our studio that have, um, you know, allowed themselves to be vulnerable and open up to me and I'm sure others about what brought them to yoga, it wasn't to look, you know, good in a swimsuit, Mm -hmm. you know. It was because they were dealing with real life issues and, you know, like myself, maybe moving to a new town, uh, maybe their kids have grown up and left home and now they're kind of like, what am I do now? My identity was their par- being their parent. 
And what do I do now? You know, um, uh, all sorts of things people are struggling with. And that was really what was bringing them through the doors. Mm -hmm. They're like, I need to find something to help uh, find peace in this. And uh, so why not support each other in that? You know, in the practice of yoga, you gradually begin to feel a sort of transformation, whether or not you set out for that, you know, on your mat and you just want to get more flexible. That's great. And that's a big part of it. But you start to build more sensitivity to yourself and then recognizing your own needs, recognizing that we're connected and that everyone has very similar needs and Compassion grows and empathy grows. And in that compassion, you can move into action by building community, by helping lift others up, you know, and it makes a difference. Yeah, that's amazing. It makes a huge difference for everyone involved. You know? Yeah, just um, I know I've, you know, experienced that just um, by participating some with in Blue Ridge Yoga and um, just... Um, yeah, what you described, I'm sure, is is why um, people keep coming back and why you guys um, are um, helping so many people. And um, because of, you know, that that piece of more than it being an exercise or a flexibility thing with your role as far as and, you know, um, as far as uh, the whole Blue Ridge Yoga and um, the community, you know, piece. Uh, would you say that's a part of like yoga at its, at its core or like that's the way it's meant to be? Or is that kind of how you guys have um, kind of formed um, into Blue Ridge Yoga? Well, I, I can't speak for everyone. Yoga is such a broad practice with all these different uh, lineages. But for me personally, and I think for those that I get to share this journey with at Blue Ridge, the essence of the practice is love mm -hmm. and connection with others you know um so i believe that is that is the essence of, of yoga for me sure um and uh one of the many facets of yoga is um service so there's um always a need in the community at large, not just our yoga community. So, you know, hey, if we have extra time, extra energy, extra resources, like let's try to help others live their best life, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's a very important part of yoga. Sure. Mm -hmm. And um, <clears throat> can imagine, you know, a lot of people may have been introduced to yoga. There's a lot of different avenues to do yoga, like whether um, um, on a YouTube clip, right? Yeah, there's some great teachers out there, really. Um, but I would imagine, you know, what you're describing is something that's hard to um, kind of get across or like develop when it's uh, participated in an individualistic way. Like, um, and that's, you know, that's great to be able to do that, you know, through a YouTube clip, like when maybe that's the season in life, when, um, when that's the best you can do. Um, well, maybe you can just do both. Yeah. I right. am an advocate for practicing at home on your own as well. So mm -hmm. you can really go deeper and be with yourself, you know, 
the, yeah. So, but and the YouTube. <clears throat> the community help. piece is such a huge piece. Like what I find, um, as I've even interviewed other, you know, um, successful, you know, practices, like there's a common thread, um, that I really hear is, um, when people can, um, participate like in, like in more than something than themselves and it keeps drawing them back. And so I love hearing that, um, that that's a, such an integral part of what you guys, you know, do and I'm sure what you're known for. Um, would well, love to even hear a little bit more. I know you've talked about, um, how you guys, um, have opportunities for, uh, service or giving back. Are there um, specific examples that you could share on how you guys do that as a yoga group, as a yoga studio? Well, it's, I'm glad that you brought that up because we have been looking for ways that we can come together as volunteers, not just fundraising. Um, mostly we have been putting on yoga events, using yoga itself to raise money for different organizations throughout Knoxville. But, um, personally, um, we, you know, we get together and we've had a few come together and volunteer in different areas, but that's my job. And that's what I'm looking to do in, uh, 2020 is to find ways that we can get out into the community as a group and get in there and help where there's a need. Um, it's a little bit more difficult than one would think, uh, to bring a whole group in to volunteer. Um, often they're like, well, we need a few people here, a few people there, but we want to come together as a group <laughs> to be together like a little powerhouse. So, um, uh, yeah, I, I'm looking for, and maybe someone would reach out to me, um, for places that we could come in and actually get our hands dirty, you know? Sure. Yeah. Sure. So yeah, if anybody's listening, um, here that got has opportunity <laughs> we'll um, be sure to hang on to the end of um the show um we'll, we'll share the ways to get in contact with chris um and in the show notes too that would be great um so um we're going to take um a break to hear a word from our sponsor and then when we come back we'll be talking a little bit more specifically about um yoga and if somebody's getting interested or interested in getting started what that looks like common questions um that people have as far as um, getting started we'll answer all those for you stay healthy knoxville is sponsored by simply physio a physio clinic that equips and empowers you to live your life to the fullest so that you can enjoy the things you love to do and be the person you are made to be. Simply Physio specializes in helping people get back to a healthy and active lifestyle, living free from pain and medication and avoiding unnecessary surgery. Stay tuned until the end of the episode to receive a special gift from Simply Physio and enjoy listening to the rest of the episode. Welcome back to the show, guys. We're going to be talking all things yoga in this second half, more specifics on questions such as, Chris, do you have to be flexible to do yoga? I get asked that all the time. Someone says, oh, you're a yoga teacher. I want to try, but I can't touch my toes. <laughs> I think, ah, oh, well, maybe you can. Come try yoga. Mm -hmm. No, absolutely not. You don't have to be flexible to come into a yoga class. Um, that's where hopefully you will begin to gain a little more flexibility. Mm -hmm. Just come as you are. 
It's like I'm um, asking if you have to be strong to lift weights. <laughs> exactly. <Right? laughs> you so, got to start somewhere. That's why you start lifting weights so you can get stronger. Um, and, um, you know, the flexibility piece, um, I was a little surprised um, myself because I hadn't participated in any yoga classes um, until um, my experience at Blue Ridge Yoga. Um, that it's not all about flexibility. No, um, honestly, the, the key is the breath is breathing. Hmm. Um, that not only helps to bring about that mindfulness, the awareness in your movement, um, but it's, uh, and calming for your nervous system, but linking the movement with your breath brings this meditative quality. That's just, uh, it's so, it's a beautiful thing feels amazing uh but uh yeah so you've got the flexibility piece you've got the strengthening of your diaphragm you're going to breathe in a much deeper cleansing way also you can actually build some great strength through mm -hmm. yoga um and uh the core specifically sure. um uh, what's the word i'm looking for I think that's one of the misconceptions that I hear is, you know, do Pilates to strengthen your core, do yoga to get more flexible. That's probably, um, um, yeah, just a, a butchering of, you know, both the two, you know, that there's there definitely some crossover. There is some crossover. As far as um, I was surprised how challenging it was even strength wise, core, you know, strength wise to participate in yoga classes as well. Yeah, and a stamina. You just you build stamina. Uh, I don't know. There's just a, there's a lot of beautiful things that come from a yoga practice. But uh, at Blue Ridge, you know, we have several different varieties, styles of of classes, different teachers that come from different backgrounds. So you could come into a class that's going to feel more stretchy. You're getting more into the flexibility piece. Some that are going to be more power. You're going to get your sweat on. Um, some that are more restorative, um, a lot softer, more meditative. So you can't really say that yoga is just one way. It's going to sure. depend on the teacher and it depends on, on you because truly you should be free on your mat. When you come in, do what feels right for you, right? Mm -hmm. Well, what might a, a person new to yoga expect from beginning a yoga practice? Well, uh, in my own experience and, and my students and friends that I've talked to, uh, most everybody initially, just within a few uh, classes, starts to feel a little more open, a little more mobile, a little more... Not, I wouldn't say all of a sudden you can go into the splits. I'm not saying that. But you begin to feel more spacious in your body. You can pretty much feel that right away. Uh, just from the movements. I find that a lot of people say that, you know, after a little bit from starting their yoga practice, they get a little more consistent with it. They start to realize how difficult it really is for them to let go. They aren't realize they didn't realize prior to getting on the mat and sort of being prompted and guided into releasing to letting go that they were actually holding on so much, you know, shoulders drawn up around the ears, this tension in your body that makes you feel just tight and and bound up and you can get used to that feeling if you live that way day to day mm -hmm. and then when you actually slow down start to listen to your body take some time to let your body speak to you essentially what's going on you think oh my gosh 
oh, my shoulders. I don't know how to let them down away from my ears. You know, so it's like a body awareness that people start to find. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, uh, I've heard a lot of people say they will start to kind of use the the breath from yoga or maybe some some little thing that the teacher said in class that kind of resonated with them that helped them to find a little more peace and calm they'll start to be a little less reactive in life when things happen that are agitating like maybe you're in traffic and something would normally just make you want to but then it's like oh i'm just gonna breathe Mm -hmm. i'm just gonna breathe Maybe hear your teacher saying some little useful tip on how to calm yourself down, and and you start to find that you're just incorporating these tools that you get, that you can use on your yoga mat in your day to day life. So you're able to kind of let things go a little easier, you know. Sure. And I think this happens pretty quickly mm-hmm. with a consistent yoga practice. Uh, yeah. Cool thing. Yeah. I see a big link with, um, with injuries and pain with body awareness, you know, like mm-hmm. you say, just where if I ask somebody to, you know, move one direction and then move the other direction or right versus left and which side is, you know, is harder or more restricted that they can't, it's very obvious, you know, to me, but they can't pick it up. Um, but, um, that's um yeah that's a key piece of um sounds like what you guys you know work through is becoming more aware of how your body moves absolutely i mean what a gift i like i said i myself being a, a kid that was I, I was active but i spent a lot of time down because i was i was sick a lot and um i wasn't a lot an athletic person but through yoga i actually started to recognize where my body was in space what we proprioception oh there i am oh you know i feel steady i feel strong i feel balanced you know and then suddenly i could actually play some sports with a little (laughs) bit of you know confidence (laughs) yoga's not like basketball i always wanted to be a basketball player i didn't do so well with that i'm short (laughs) But yeah. Well, um, what is the importance of inclusivity in yoga? Ah, in Blue Ridge. This is so important because kind of coming back to the question of am I do I have to be flexible to come into yoga? I have people tell me all the time because I'm always out there advocating for yoga, even at the grocery store. Someone's talking to me. I'm, I'm always chatting people up. I'm like, come do yoga. Come on over. You're going to feel great. Oh, I'm too old for that. <laughs> oh, I, I, I've had both my knees replaced. I can't do that. I think, okay, maybe there are some classes that you wouldn't want to do. Mm-hmm. Again, there's a variety of classes. You wouldn't maybe want to go into a power vinyasa class, you know, just after having your hip replaced. A doctor might say, yeah, yoga is a good idea. And it would be, but be specific. Maybe going to a more restorative yoga class would be nice, a really slow-paced, like we offer a class at Blue Ridge. It's an align and flow class with our wonderful Danny. She's amazing, Um, also a physical therapist, but it's going to get really specific in the body, how to move safely, and you can still get the benefits of yoga. Um, So we really just want everyone to know that this practice is for everybody. It doesn't matter uh, where you are, 
in your journey in, in life, um, we've got students that are 14. We have students that are 97. Hmm. You know, um, it just depends on you. So maybe ask a question or two to decide what class is best and come on in, you know? It's for everybody. There's something for everybody. Um, what would you say is really the benefits of of practicing yoga and, um, and the meditation part? This is a wonderful, wonderful piece. Honestly, meditation um, and, and the breath is where the magic happens. Because at the end of the day, the natural progression of life is we will at one point not be able to use our physical body in the same way. Um, and we have to be able to let go of that attachment to just allow ourselves to be where we are and to um, sort of rest, rest in acceptance and stillness and awareness and meditation and I'm still learning and growing in this, mm-hmm. you know? I feel like a baby when it comes to this practice. The more I learn, the more I realize I don't know. But um, we are so busy in our minds. And we complicate things. You know, life, the shoulders coming up around the ears, that's because of all the tension, probably mm-hmm. because of what we're conversating about, having these conversations in our mind. You know, all the worries, all the stress, and we're finding more and more that stress is this silent killer, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, Our mind needs rest as much as our body does. And meditation is a way of training ourselves to slow it down, quiet the mind, let it rest, let it be still, to just be with ourselves in a way that can actually be more... uh, rejuvenating than a night's sleep. I mean, you think you're still tossing and turning and having all these crazy dreams Mm -hmm. while you're sleeping, you know, in meditation. Uh, Eventually, we just come to stillness and we're able to just be with ourselves, you know, and that's the goal. It is easier said than done. Right. And that's, um, yeah, it is a a huge piece. I was just reading um, just earlier this week, there's an article, um, on um, NPR, they were highlighting a study, um, I believe it was in um, JAMA, but looking at opioid use um, counteracted by meditation and how um, how a, a group um, in the study was trained in um, the art of meditation and was able to dramatically reduce their dependency and their need for opioids. And actually in the article, um, NPA, NPR was highlighting um, a, um, a lady that lived in Tennessee specifically on her like triumph um, out of the depths of uh, an opioid, opioid addiction, um, <laughs> that primarily just, based off of meditation. That's just beautiful to me. That mm-hmm. is amazing. Ah, oh. See, this is the thing, you know, we associate ourselves and identify ourselves with our desires. You know, the desire that drives us. And some of those things are what help us survive. Like I need food. I need sleep. I need water. But we start to look outside of ourselves and be driven by our desires. And our identity is defined by, you know, these needs, these constant driving to reach some, I guess, pleasure, you know. But if you can find that within yourself and it's there, like you can get. 
high on life. Hey, mm-hmm. you know, coming back to yourself, recognizing that that isn't who we are. There's so much more. Mm-hmm. Um, I think meditation, I just can't wait to get deeper in it myself. <laughs> you know, the more I find myself able to go into and like i said i've been practicing meditation in some form since i was a kid dealing with my anxiety with the with the breathing with the asthma right but um it's uh it's really changed the way that i deal with um the hardships in life i'm grateful i'm not i'm not dealing with an opioid addiction at the time but a lot of people that i know and love have Mm -hmm. you know if we can use that to go against anything that takes our freedoms from us Mm -hmm. right let's be free free ourselves um and do you guys still offer um i know um i don't know it was maybe a year ago like more meditation type classes we do have a meditation class on sundays now with delene it's wonderful she's great um she's been uh, teaching meditation for 30 years now but Hmm. Uh, that's still going on. And through the holidays, we actually have, um, a free grief meditation, uh, going on. I'm not sure on the date for that, but, uh, uh, so that's another thing that we offer. And, you know, like I said, the restorative classes that we offer are a little more on the meditative side, Mm -hmm. less movement, more meditation, um, with supported postures. But anyway, um, we're always open to see if anyone would like for us to add more meditation to the schedule. <laughs> <laughs> That's, um, I know that was a piece of my experience, like in, in the classes, um, that is almost in a way of the experience of, um, how the class just almost crescendoed, like as it built, you know, through movement and there would be some, you know, hard parts of the class. And then, kind of the winding down into like the restful, like peaceful laying on the mat and just, you know, being grounded, you know, feeling your breath and just ending, you know, the class um, from kind of the the peak of like working hard in a certain move, but then to that relaxed state um, is really a beautiful thing. And if, if no one's ever experienced something like that, I really encourage you guys to um, to come to a class um, and to um, yeah to experience what that's all about. Oh yeah, it's amazing. I think you're speaking of shavasana, those final resting pose. That's mm-hmm. all, that's everyone's favorite pose. <laughs> <laughs> it's you like do, I've worked hard, and yeah. now I can just enjoy this moment of stillness before I know the day of, you know, you know, we, we know that stress is coming and that, you know, life hardships or difficulties, you know, is coming, but to have a moment, you know, where it's just not there even for a brief period can do so much good. Oh, it certainly can. I'm always trying to uh, tell my students when we start class, when we in class, I'm like, no, for the next hour, just let this be your time. <laughs> All those worries and stressors from the day, just put them to the side, you know? And just enjoy being. It's that simple and that difficult, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, perfect. Well, um, wanted to uh, transition here to the last segments of um, our podcast, Chris, and um, 
ask a few questions I ask all my guests. Um, the first one, just to encourage people to explore our surroundings that we have around Knoxville and East Tennessee. Um, Chris, what is um, something maybe on your bucket list um, that you would like to do and experience around Knoxville or greater East Tennessee area? Hmm. There's so much happening in Knoxville these days. It's awesome. But I, I will say, and it might be a little bit dangerous, but I really wanted to try out the new scooters downtown. <laughs> I see people riding around just having a blast, and now it's winter. I'm still going to do it. Mm -hmm. I really want to get on one of those. I've been wanting, um, I was downtown uh, a little over a month ago and with my daughter, and um, I saw some, and I tried to get the app working. I guess you have, you have to download an app or something, and I kept finding ones that were busted or not working. So <laughs> I, I tried. I came close to doing it, um, but I have not experienced it yet. But that's also something on my bucket list so we'll see we'll have to have a competition to see who can yeah. get to it first right maybe we could well, maybe we'll both end up at the same time and we can have a race wouldn't that be even cool? better even better <laughs> um well um enjoying things around knoxville um what do you really what's one of your favorite things to do uh, when you have time around knoxville places to go I absolutely love, and I do live in the South Knoxville area, but I love the um, urban wilderness. There's so many amazing mountain biking trails. I use them also to run my dog. She loves it. But uh, Baker Creek, it's awesome. It's so much fun. Get out there and do some downhill mountain biking. Nice. Great community out there, too. Hmm. Everybody, again, coming back to the community piece, it's growing. It's awesome. Everybody's really supportive and friendly. Yeah, get out there. Um, if you had a night out to enjoy a restaurant or you just wanted to go and grab a bite to eat, um, what's one of your favorite spots to go eat? Well, I don't go out to eat a lot because I typically cook at home, but um, I live really close to Sono, and I do absolutely love their chicken burrito. So I'll go to Sono quite a bit. It's close to my house, really friendly service, lots of outdoor seating. Nice. It's fun. It's a great spot. Yeah. I have not been there. Sono? Usually when guests um, mention restaurants, I'm kind of the same way. I don't um, get out to experience um, them much. But when we do have a chance, we usually go back and listen to the podcast to like, what was that restaurant that that person mentioned? So as uh, listeners yourself, you can do the same thing and um, and experience these places, these awesome eateries that we have around Knoxville. Um, well, Chris, what's um, what would you leave our guests with the best tip or recommendation for staying healthy? I would say most definitely move find the way that you like to move and keep moving your body definitely you want to rest and you want to make sure that you're um, spending time with the people you love mm -hmm. you know less stress when you're with the people you love right mm -hmm. no doubt yeah well um Thanks so much, Chris. It's um, really enjoyed hearing your story, having you share um, with our listeners um, just the benefits of um, of yoga, of community, of breathing, of movement. Um, if somebody was interested in, in participating and finding out more on what um, what Blue Ridge Yoga has to offer, um, how can they get in touch with you or find out more information? Um, well, you can visit our website. It's uh, yoga knoxville tennessee 
yogaNot.com. That's T N, not spelling out Tennessee. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's important. Yeah, Yoga Knoxville T N. Um or if you wanted to get in touch with me, we mentioned earlier in, in, in this interview that we were looking for ways we could get involved in the community. I would love to hear from anyone that knows of a need that maybe there's something we could we could do or collaborate on. Uh, my email is communityblueridgeyoga.com, so you can get in touch with me directly that way. Perfect. Yeah, I look forward to hearing from you all, so don't be shy. <laughs> nice. Well, is it um is it appro- appropriate to end? Um, I always end with "Stay Healthy, Knoxville." <laughs> um, is it appropriate to end with "Namaste"? Yes. <laughs> yes what does actually "Namaste" beautiful. mean? <laughs> well, um, it's sort of like a salutation, it's like a hello, but honoring uh, the divine in me honors the divine in you. Right. Oh, perfect. Well, yeah. namaste. And thank you again for, for sharing your wealth of knowledge here with our community. Oh, thanks for having me. It was, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Not as scary as I thought. Thank you for tuning in to the Stay Healthy Knoxville podcast brought to you by Simply Physio. If your pain is preventing you from staying healthy and active and you'd like to avoid surgery, pain medicine, or just want to get back to doing the things you love in and around Knoxville, we offer both a free ebook and free over-the-phone consultation to help you figure out the root cause of your pain and the next best steps for resolving it. Find our ebooks online at simplypt.com/health-tips. There you will find ebooks for topics such as neck and shoulder pain, lower back and hip pain, knee pain, and TMJ. These quick-to-read reports will provide you with expert tips, tricks, and exercises to help solve your pain from the comfort of your own home. Just visit simplypt.com slash health dash tips to download your ebook and have it delivered directly to your inbox. We also offer free, no obligation phone consultations with a doctor of physical therapy to Knoxville area residents. Just call us at 865-351-0615 or visit us at simplypt.com and click the talk to a PT button on the home page to schedule a call with us. Thanks again for joining us, and we will see you next time on the Stay Healthy Knoxville podcast.